Welcome back to We Are Utah Podcast, where we bring you weekly episodes of the best in the Beehive State. Simply put, this is where we live. And this is where you stay connected. Stay connected. Because together, we We are are Utah. Utah. And now your hosts, Jordan Wheeler and Braden Floyd. Hey, Braden. Yo, yo. <laughs> so you just got back from Arizona again. Yes, sir. Second time and probably the last time till April or May. Yeah. And then it'll be like a quarterly visit. But So I know last time you went, you said it's awesome and you wish you were out there. What's like, what's the difference? Dude, it's crazy. Okay, so it was crazy. Um, first off, Arizona's beautiful. Temperature was like flawless for mid-February. It was like 80 degrees. T-shirts yeah. and short weather, which was great. And then that store, like... Dude, we blew the doors off the place. Like, it was so, so busy. It was awesome. We were, like, I was super humbled and and stoked because essentially I sold this idea to someone and they invested, you know, $300,000, $400,000 in building a store and they're listening to me. You were there for the grand opening? Yeah. And so they're listening to me and hoping that it works. And it was, it was great, dude. It It competed with my Salt Lake store, which here in Utah is my biggest store. And, it was it was competing it on almost exactly the same numbers wow. in less amount of time. Like people were well, yeah. excited to have us out there, and so I'm going to go back down in April. We're actually adding a patio to it, and we're going to uh-huh. have outdoor lanes and a full patio, and it's exciting, dude. Cool. I was loving it. It was a good time. It was a good time. That's fun. So, <laughs> how's uh, how things how's things with you? you selling houses? You moving? What are you selling doing? houses? Yeah, we just went down to Price. Yeah. Um, basically because they can't find anything affordable in Salt Lake, but they yeah. still want to be close to family. Yeah. So we figured price is two hours away. Yeah. Um, it was awesome, though. We were able to get a house under contract in record time. We went, looked at the house at 4 o'clock. It actually wasn't on the market the night before, and while we were looking at houses, it happened to fall through and came back on. Nice. So we called them. I was able to write the offer up after the showing, and we got it under contract that same night. So how so long? Like four hours? Set, seven I hours? I mean, all together about seven hours. Dude, so that's awesome. It's, Good uh, job, in this market, that's unheard of. That's so great. That's it was awesome. a It was a big success this weekend. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, a good weekend. I love it. All right, good let's weekend. introduce our guests. So today we have with us Lydia Martinez, who is uh, the owner of L Marketing and Events here in Salt Lake City and all over Utah, I'm sure. Um, and she's here to tell us a little bit about her, about her business and, and share her story. So thanks for coming on. Hi there, gents. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's good to have I'm you. excited to have you. So do you do marketing all over the country? Because I know I, I have a social media marketing degree, so I'd imagine you can pick up clients anywhere, right? Yes. So we work all over the United States. I have clients from coast to coast. And that is something that I love. I also love that our team is 100% remote. So I have people that work for me in in the Chicagoland area. I have one person that's in El Salvador. I have a couple of copywriters in Ireland. Um, Although the core of my team is here in uh, Salt Lake City. Awesome. So that's that's been like a big thing with real estate and why I think the market everywhere is crazy because a lot of jobs are going remote now and so people are able to move where they want to. Have you noticed a lot of your employees saying, hey, I'm moving here? Like, do they they communicate that with you? You know, a lot of it is I'm going to go here for a month and live and work. 
Um, and so that's it's that, like it's <laughs> it, like it's that it's that freedom to do that yeah. that's really really incredible. You're just like as long as you have Wi-Fi, yes. do what you want to do. Wi-Fi and, and commit to some hours every day, right? That's awesome. That's Absolutely. Fantastic. So tell us your story. I know marketing is there's so many different avenues to take, and you really have to keep up to date with what's going on to stay relevant. So tell us your story of wh- why you like marketing, why you got into it. And, and just like, you could go back all the way to like a little baby. I came out of the womb and said, Oh, I'm a marketer. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what it was. (laughs) Um, well I started my very first business when I was eight years old. Uh, it was selling tree climbing lessons to the local neighborhood kids. <laughs> That's good. It's really good to know that I have something to fall back on yeah, if yeah. the marketing <laughs> thing like doesn't quite work out, right? Um, and so... Uh, so that's how that was my very first business, but I've been an entrepreneur really from the get go. Um, recently, I found a flyer that I created when I was like ten years old with my cousin, and it literally said, "If you want parties or weddings planned, call us." That's yeah, so you were just cool. telling that story. So for people that don't know, we met in the 10K SB business club, Golden Sachs class. Yeah, and you were just telling that story the other day, and that was that was an awesome story to hear. So, so basically, you know, my my marketing company does marketing and events, and um, basically, I kind of had an idea apparently when I was 10 years old that I wanted to do events. Yeah. yeah. Um. So here we are, a lot of years later, but I didn't study marketing in school. I did not plan on going into marketing. As a matter of fact, my dad was like, hey, have you ever considered studying marketing in college? And I was like, whatever, dad, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And that was like verbatim what I said. I was like, I'm going to be an actress. And so I studied theater and broadcast journalism. That probably helped a lot, though. That's what I was going to say. It it doesn't hurt because ultimately good marketing is just good storytelling. And journalism is about telling a story. And theater is about telling a story. And so for me, it's really just all about telling a great story to the right people at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to even, me and my wife were having a conversation the other day. Because I'm like, I think the reason I have had success is in high school, I got a sales job just to have work release. And then I kind of got that idea of entrepreneur, but yeah, it's the same thing in sales. You tell stories, you connect people with stories. So that's what it reminded me of. I think theater and all these other things can intertwine. Um, and I'm sure theater has helped you with, I mean, marketing is selling essentially. It probably helps you with just like finding the right eye for the right scene, right set. It's like, it's weird to say that about marketing, but it's like, it's all social media now. So everything is essentially a theater. Like everything is essentially your in the right place to take the look, to take the pictures. It's got to feel casual. It's got to look good. It's everything, right? You're crafting so. a story. Exactly. So I didn't just study theater and film. I studied directing. And yeah. mm. so for me, Even doing marketing and doing events, it's just directing a show. Yep. It's telling people you know, what it's going to look like yep. and how it's going to be and what the experience is going to be up to and including go stand here and do this thing. Yep. It's all just that. And then 
like the acting part of it, that's come in real handy as an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. like you were talking about going down to Arizona and taught in, you know, this guy's putting yeah. this trust in you. How much of that is like oh, yeah. a little performance That was a there. whole lot of chest puff. Like, it's going to do great. You'll do it. But like the reality is I was You're like scared, scared inside. I'm like, right. this fails. This is on me. They just took out loans. They just put their life savings in. Right. I, my brand's got to succeed. And then just to see our result right out of the gate, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe. I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's always hard to take that credit, right? But it's like, okay, maybe I know a little bit. Maybe I know yeah. some things, yeah. but I had to act like I knew the things yeah. Oh, yeah. to get the deal that yep. allowed me to show that I know the things. So, oh, yeah. so for me, I, and I'm sure both of you experience this as entrepreneurs, there are times when people are looking to you to make decisions and you just have to like make the decision, stand by it with confidence so they have confidence when inside you're, like, quaking. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Know it all too well. You, yeah. Acting. Same with yeah. you. Yeah. Selling houses <laughs> Acting. And stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, I, my wife was telling me about a college student that did a thesis paper. I hope I don't totally kill this, but their thesis paper was kind of on social media and how much we believe Um off of like reading articles and reviews and whatnot. So he, he wrote a book. He didn't write a book at all. He wrote one and then posted it on, I think Amazon or something and then wrote fake reviews. And then the New York times bestseller list picked his book up and featured it. And that was his whole thesis paper. And there was literally not even a book that's crazy. But but it went as far as New York Times picking it up as a bestseller. And the reason they wrote the article is just from reviews. And they thought it was so rare. Like he had ma- only made a certain amount of copies and they couldn't get their hands on a copy. So they wrote the article without even reading the book. It was just based off reviews. Isn't that's that some good marketing? That's that, crazy. That that's happened um, in the restaurant world as well. Somebody made a fake restaurant in their backyard did a bunch of reviews for it and then made it so that it was booked out months in advance. And it was like the hottest restaurant (laughs) that everybody wanted to go to. But it just tells you that power of storytelling. Let's use it for good instead of evil, right? Yeah. But it is that power of storytelling. Yeah. And I think with, like when you're looking at businesses now and having social media and having so many different social medias, you can build, you can, so I look at it this way. Back in like 60s, 70s, whatever, there was brand loyalty to people on TV, right? Chevy yeah. had their people, Ford, Ford Tough, everyone bought the Ford. Now, everyone has that opportunity to very easily tell a very similar story and create that brand loyalty. Create your own and lane, yeah. Yeah, and that's essentially what you're doing. You're telling the story, and then I can decide if I like your stuff or not, and then all of a sudden I become a follower, and then I become a guest, and then I become a customer, and I just feel like I like I like everything about it, right? So, and that's kind of what you're doing, right? Every you said your your headline or your tagline here is every business has a story, and we help tell yours. And that's exactly it. So many times, people have an idea of their story in their head, but they don't know how to articulate it. It's really hard to like spit it out, yeah. right? It's hard to communicate that in a way that people understand. We yep. cut through the like layers and distill it down and make it really cl- crystal clear. Yeah. What's your story? Yep. Who do, who needs to hear it? Yep. Who is your customer? What do they need to hear? Where do they need to hear it? It's all about storytelling. 
And, you know, for me, I got my start in marketing. I've been doing this for almost 18 years. I got my start in marketing as the community relations manager and event planner for Barnes & Noble. I started out there as a barista, by the way. So I fell into this. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And then worked my way up. I was a manager there, and then I was like, I hate managing people. I want to do something else. And they're like, well, there's this like job where you plan the events. You could probably do that. Yeah. So that's how I got into it. I, I love stories like that, especially because like, right now there's such a shortage on employees where it's you hear like Ashton Kutcher was, I don't even know how he, he was like mopping or he was dusting floors in like a rice factory or something but it kind of reminds me of your story it's like look if you don't know what to do just go get a job and you don't know start working start with something and i'm a big believer that you end up kind of where you need to be to take advantage of opportunities when they arise so i used to plan all the big like midnight release parties for harry potter and the twilight books i met my husband at a book signing for yes. jimmy carter nice. that's awesome. that i was doing and so um that's how i got my start and then um i i was let go from that job you know it was 2009 they were really eliminating um the marketing community relations manager type positions and so i was laid off Um, And it was the best thing that ever happened to me, which also just goes to show you sometimes the the door that leads to the next opportunity, you get booted through it. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Um, And so then I was hired on as the marketer and event planner for Whole Foods Market. And my first day, I walked in and they gave me a laptop and they were like, hey, we'd like you to start a Facebook page and a Twitter account for the store. Yeah. And I was like, dang it. Um, So my husband had been trying to get me on Facebook for a few years because he was like, I want to show that we're married on there. And I was like, no, I will never, (laughs) ever be on social media. People had tried to get me on MySpace before that. And I was like, nope, not for me. I have zero interest. I'm never going to do that. So, so interesting because, like, that's the, right. The moral of the story: yeah. never say now, never. Yeah. Don't do it. That's where you're at right um, now. Because now, like, a huge chunk of our monthly revenue comes purely from social media yeah. management. Yeah. Um, so that's how I got into social media, and then suddenly I saw it as this amazing tool to get more and more people to my events and to the things that I was doing for them. Um, and I got to just love it as a tool yeah, yeah, more than anything else to communicate, to tell stories, to paint a picture. Um, and so that's kind of how I ended up on this marketing journey. Yeah. Um, I think before we move on, we need to talk about the Harry Potter releases Oh, because I bet you people are going to hear this and say, Oh, she was part of the movie release, but you were on the book one. And you remember, remember that how crazy that was when those books come out, it was crazy. Sorry. I'm messing with her mic. Yeah. What are you doing over here? (laughs) I'm just trying to get it a little higher, but this thing's Uh not staying. Minor pause. Keep talking. All right. Okay. So, so, anyways, yeah. So, yes, this is before Amazon, everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, once upon a time, to get on the New York Times bestseller list, you wanted all the sales to start on a certain day. Yeah. And so, bookstores would strategically open 
pause. Yeah, let's yeah. just pause. Let's okay. just pause and fix yep. it. No problem. Yeah, I noticed Sorry, it was yeah, like we'll gradually like, well, sinking lower. Well, I think it was, and then yeah, it just kept going down. Like it won't stop moving. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's no problem. Right, I so just you felt talking... like it was going to keep going down, and yeah. like I was going to be like <laughs> yeah. crouching on the Did you actually pause it, or are we still going? I'll we'll just edit this out. Okay. So we were talking the Amazon stuff. Are you ready? Three, two, one. So the Harry Potter book releases, like this was before Amazon. Yeah. And so it used to be that if a book wanted to get on the New York Times bestseller list for the upcoming week, they wanted all the sales to launch on a certain day um, to be able to get on the New York Times bestseller list. Um, And so, but people would want the books early. Yeah. So bookstores would strategically start selling really popular books at midnight because they didn't want people going somewhere else to yeah. buy them. That's cool. I never knew that. Yeah. So I was like, why are people going at midnight lining that is up why. for a Did you see the Harry Potter 20-year documentary they just did? Uh-uh. And they're doing, like, flashbacks of, like, the book releases. Dude, they yeah. were parties, man. Yeah. They were, like, they were events. full-on parties. Yeah. Like, I had... And but that so then people are there starting at like nine ten p.m. and you've got to entertain them so they don't yeah, just like yeah. tear your store apart. Yeah, right. Because right. they will. So were you like <laughs> hosting music and? So yeah, we had we had music. We had, you know, I had like ten psychics doing reading doing readings there that night, and I had um, a guy that had an exo- like a bunch of exotic creepy crawly pets. Yeah. Doing, doing, you know, care of magical creatures up in the kids' department. Nice. He had a Goliath tarantula that was the size of a dinner plate. <laughs> That's awesome. Serious? Oh, yeah. Awesome. It was big. You That's know, and all so kinds cool. of snakes and things like that. We had wand making. So we kind of had activities all around the entire store. Nice. Um, to keep people entertained until about 1130 when they started getting in line to buy their books. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so we didn't want them, like, wand during the store free range. Yeah. Because you'd literally have people just climbing shelves. Yeah. And I'm not joking <laughs> no, about I that. It. It I left to their you. own, so left to their own kids, devices. Right? Yeah. That book came out, I think it was, it came out before I can even remember, but I know I was 10 when I first got it. Yeah. Or I was 12 maybe. So, I, or, or eight. It was in there. I don't know, but I know I was a little kid. So I did the release parties for the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth books. That's awesome. So I did five of so them. So you did the later ones. I did the nice. later ones. So they probably weren't even as crazy as like the first. Well, no, the first the one. First one learning, no, yeah, right? yeah, the first one. Yeah, nobody. It was really ones. the yeah. fourth one. Yeah, because that's when everybody's like onto it. Yes, yeah. yep. and the the one we did for the fourth one wasn't very good. We were not prepared. So I was in the Barnes and Noble location up in Layton, Utah. And we had the biggest line in the country. Seriously? At in that Layton? Look in Layton, Utah. Wow. Um, we had something like 4,000 people in line, and I was crowd control. Oh, jeez. Because yeah. <laughs> we were not prepared. I yeah. had one guy tell me I've never, I never knew that somebody that little could yell that uh, loud. I'm going to say, I bet you found your calling on it. I bet you fell in love then. Because, like, that was like me. When I first got thrown in front of a huge group with the axling stuff, and I just loved the entertaining. Yes. And I think that leads into all mar- all things marketing. Like, it really, truly fun. does. Yeah. It's all a performance. Yeah. And it's fun. I it's love it. so much fun. That's cool. That's so a, that's a all good story. of this came from you being a barista at Barnes and Noble. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I started out as a barista. Within six months, I was running the kids department. Within a year, I was in charge of half the store. Um, after that, I was being trained to be a store manager and run an entire store. 
And um, then I kept periodically quitting yeah. to go travel, and then they'd hire me back like suckers. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> like nice. suckers. So it, it kind of blows my mind because it speaks to who you are as a person because it's not just like anybody that goes and gets a job can, you know, advance this way. I think, yes, there had to be certain cards that fell in the right spot, but also, like, what, what do you feel are your qualities that allowed you to advance like that? Half of it is showing up. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big believer. And when I say showing up, I'm not saying showing up for your shift. I'm saying showing up and looking for what you can do yeah. every single day to make things better, no yeah. matter how lowly the job. So my very first job when I was 16, I was the lifeguard of a pool. And within three weeks, I was the manager. And I did wow. that job um, for four summers. That's awesome. Where does that come from, though? Because it's obviously parents and, and people that are influenced. Like, where, where do you think that came from? Well, first of all, I'm a uh, firstborn child, so. <laughs> that helps. That so help. I'm used I mean, to wrangling to some cats. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the other thing is my parents never let us get away with doing something for us that we could do ourselves. Yeah. And for example, so, for example, this is going to sound hilarious given what we're talking about, but one time when I was in sixth grade, I had a science fair project. I was really interested in archaeology, and um, I was going to do a project on the decomposition of human bodies and the best in way to grade. preserve them in sixth That's grade. Awesome. This is my sixth That's grade awesome. science fair project. And so my mom was like, do some research, find an archaeologist, and talk to them. And I was like, well, how do I do that? And she's like, you can figure that out. That's such good advice because my wife's a school teacher. And, like, you can just tell projects that are done by parents yeah. and by the students. And it's almost like you want to fail the people that the parents did. I just don't get that mindset. But anyways, so your mom tells you yeah. to go call this. So I do my research. I find out who the state archaeologist is for the state of Utah. I call him up. I interview him. He was impressed enough. He was getting ready to launch a Buy Kids for Kids magazine about archaeology and paleontology and ancient history. And he's like, do you want to be on the kids' advisory board? And I was like, sure. Holy cow. So, your, your life, that is so crazy. Whether you or not, your life totally puts you right where you needed to go. It really, it it like. really truly did. Oh, yeah. And so that led to me doing um, TV, uh, doing a kids' TV show. And that about so the same awesome. types of things, it can still be found if you really look for it. Were you like a host? I was a host. Yeah, I you was should, one of the you hosts. You should definitely tell us about it. On it this. Yeah, it was called. <laughs> what, is, what was it called? It was called Zinge TV. Zinge. Z i n j. Zinge still lives on TV. YouTube? I think it's still out there on YouTube. <laughs> it's been a, it's yes. been a minute. <laughs> That's so cool. And so, so cool. So, but that led to me studying broadcast journalism. Yeah. Which led to me. Um, you know, going down this path of realizing I love the storytelling part, but I don't want to be a journalist. Yeah. I always have the Steve Jobs quote stuck in my head as you can't connect the dots looking forward, but you can only connect them looking backwards. It reminds me so of your true. story. And I think people, I don't know if it's fear or laziness or what of just like going for things, but I just think of, you know, it's like a parenting tip almost. For me, because my kids are so little, like, okay, don't, don't do things for your kids when they can do it. And 
at a young age, you're probably a lot more fearless than like an adult calling the archaeologist and asking these questions. But it's just crazy yeah. to see the path that yeah. it, it took you on. Yeah, it's awesome. That's well, good stuff. and the like, here's the thing. You can look back and see, okay, everything led me to this point. And over time, you start to have, like, some trust. Yeah, yeah. That you've done hard things before. So even though maybe, it's a new... And, like, confidence, yeah, too. It's a new yeah. hard thing, but you can still do it. Half yeah. of what it is is being bold enough to walk up to the edge of what feels like a scary cliff and to look over it. Yeah, yeah. And jump. (laughs) Right. Well, and then sometimes you decide to jump. Sometimes you don't. But the scariest part is the walking up to it and looking over. I mean, you did that with real estate. Oh, yeah. You did that with your business. And then you walk up, you look over. And sometimes you don't walk up. Sometimes you take five steps back and you run off the edge. Yeah. 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 Seriously. That's awesome. So So I want to talk a little bit more about your business um, because I always find it fascinating how people run their business. Um, there's a million ways you can do it. There's right ways, wrong ways. What What is it that sets you apart from competition? And then, like, what is the, what is your struggle that you and, have currently? And before you do that, we should probably definitely explain everything that you offer through yours. Yeah, do that first. That question. Like, what does L Marketing and Events offer for folks when they're looking for uh, to hire you? So. So we are a full-service creative marketing agency, but um, unlike most creative agencies, we're very data-driven. So there's kind of a couple of different types of marketing agencies out there. There's the hyper-specialized ones that are like, I only do SEO. Yeah. Right. Or there's the full-on creative agencies that are like, we'll write all your copy, we'll give you all your photos, then we package it up, we give it to you, and then you do what you please with it. Yeah, yep. Um, we're full service in that we have that creative capability, but we are strategists. So we are looking at things from a strategic perspective, start to finish, and then we'll do it all for you. So for example, (laughs) right. We sit down with somebody and we look at their website and we're like, your website's an opportunity. I can do your social media, but if I drive a ton of people to your website, guess what their impression is? Yeah. You're not professional. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to work with you. So you're throwing your money away on social media until your website is up to speed. Yeah. Um, and so we offer, you know, full service web development, social media management, start to finish, um, copywriting content. So that's blogs, e-blasts, text message marketing, all those things that require a level of really in-depth copy or content writing. Um, we also do... Um, full-service strategic planning. So we can take a company, look at everything you're doing now, and say, here's where you are now, here's where you want to be, let's let's figure out all the things you need to do to get to point A, from point A to point B. Yeah. And all the little steps in between, and then we can do those for you as well. So I, I, always, I mean, we talked about it, story sell and, and being able to tell a story. What What's your best success story with a business where you've done this Maybe followers or sales. Yeah. Um, so one of our clients is Hugo Coffee Roasters. Nice. And Hugo Coffee Roasters is a social good business where they roast really amazing coffee, but they also give back 
to animal rescue organizations, mm. and it was set up to give back. When I first started me- working with Claudia, who is the owner of Hugo Coffee Roasters, it was 30 days into a global pandemic. Oh. We've All heard this a lot yes. on our, our podcast. Yes. So, so here's where she was. I just launched my Shopify store a couple of months ago, but all of my customers were restaurants, hotels, food service. That's tough. I yeah. had a cafe. Yeah. And so suddenly her wholesale accounts went off a cliff. Yep. And she needed, she'd already started a pivot, but she needed to immediately pivot to strong online sales. Plus, she wasn't doing a good job of communicating her mission. There's so many great coffee roasters out there, right? Yeah. What sets her apart? Yep. Mission. Yep. And that story was not told. So we, I'm, I'm basically her external uh, chief marketing officer. Nice. We run everything start to finish. All of her social, all of her strategy, all of her content. Um, we rebuilt her website. We, re- we redid the mission. We redid the story. Um, we do all of her text message, email marketing, blog posts. And we just of, built out a resource a library. It's so much. So when you're doing all those things, everyone that I've met that's in your, in your field it's, it's, yeah, I can do this, yeah, I can do this, yeah, I can do this, and it, I can see how tough it is. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of people working for you, for you that are all remote. Yes. So you have certain departments, I'm guessing, right? And they probably all touch on this uh, Hugo Coffee, right? They probably mm-hmm. touch on that, but you have someone running this and this and this and this, or how are they handling yes. so much? How are you handling so much for just one client, let alone however many you have? Yeah, over over thirty right now. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. So we have a team of twenty two people okay. right now, and I'm actually not including myself in that number because, as Braden knows, we're yeah. kind of checked out because yeah. of the Goldman Sachs program. Yes, yeah. at the moment. That class is kicking my butt. But yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I I feel you. I hear you on every level. Yeah. So um, I have a few very key people that oversee the big picture. So I have a marketing strategist, Caitlin. She is in charge of big picture strategy. Nice. Where are you headed? How are we going to get you there? What are all the tactics that we need? And like A to B, B to C, what is it that we are doing to get you there? Um, And then I have a client account manager. The client account manager is the bridge between the client and our team. All the communication to the client flows through her. That's okay. a great idea. That's great, yeah. So because of that, you know, anybody on the team can reach out really quickly if it's like, hey, did you do that video? I just need you to send that to me really quickly. But they'll include her in that email. Yeah. So she knows what's going on. Nice. So it's her job to communicate with the clients and communicate back to the team. Sometimes that's emails. Sometimes that's Loom videos. Sometimes that is meetings with the client, depending on, on what they're doing. Um, the other key person um, is our content manager, Juliet. So our content manager oversees um, all the blog posts, e-blasts, everything, including all the different people that are doing the fulfillment of that. So we've got multiple copywriters. We've got multiple people working on that. That gets sent to her. She puts it through an editorial process and makes sure it gets published properly. 
That's that's crazy. That's awesome. That's the full circle for so, everything that, you, that we need, right? So that's, probably more than that. So that's so. how we do it is really good communication. Now, are we still growing as a business? Yes. Yeah. Do we need more roles filled eventually? Yes. I'd love to have a project manager in place, and that's going to happen sometime this year, That's just that just like owns our project management tool and yep. holds everybody accountable. So back to what Jordan was saying earlier, because this had to start with you. What was the struggles that got you into that, to where you're at now? Like, yeah. What was like? I started my business very suddenly. All right. So um, I had a career at Whole Foods Market, and I thought that I wanted to move up. I'd been interviewing for a couple of years for the next position. Yeah. Um, that next position would have involved a move. I would have had to relocate, and it would have been 80% travel. Imagine oh, that fun conversation with my with my husband. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to move up, and we're going to move to a new place where we've never and lived be before, <laughs> and then I'm going to be gone. So essentially, you're going to relocate your husband and then see you. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, so, and he was willing to do that, right. but it was not necessarily like the yeah. dream role. Yeah. Um, and so, but I was also burnt out on retail. Even though I had, like, the cushy marketing job, retail's a beast. Yeah. yeah and is. I never had holidays off. And I just, like, I was just so, and I, you know, worked retail from the time I was 19 at, at Barnes & Noble all the way through to this role. And, you know, I'm, I'm just tired of yeah. the retail grind. Yeah. Um, and so I told my husband, I either need to get promoted by the end of this year or I need to quit and find something new. I'm, I'm tired of retail. By October 1st, either I need that promotion or I need to go somewhere else. And I set myself that timeline because in retail, the holidays start in October. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I wimped out. Guys, I like chicken out. Took the five steps back from the the cliff. Oh, my gosh. I got got nervous. I was making great money. We had some good trips planned that I didn't want to miss out on. We love to travel. And I was like, well, maybe I can just, up, I can, like, I'm just being a wimp. I can stick it out. Yeah. And then the very last couple of days of September, um, my leadership at Whole Foods pulled me into the office and they said to me, that promotion and raise that you've always wanted, here it is, silver platter, it's yours. All you have to do is apply for it. Wow. But, and then you're like, yeah. <laughs> but your current position is being eliminated. So you had to take it or... Or take it or leave. Yeah, okay. That's what you're getting you're to. Gone. Yes. Take it or leave it. Oh. Take it or leave it. And that wow. was the travel one? Uh, that, was was that, the travel, that, that was the travel one, except for in this case, I wouldn't have had to relocate. Oh, okay. So in theory, the yep, in theory, this was the thing that I'd been working towards for seven years. Yeah. Yep. That's hard to turn. That's hard to turn. I mean, it's I just tough. imagine most people, and I don't. I have no clue what you did. I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. most people can't turn that down because I think I put in seven years of work. Yeah. Why would I walk away from that? Yeah. That was yeah. what I was thinking too. Yeah. So I drove home that day. They're like, think about it for a couple of days. You don't have to decide right now. And so I drove home that day, and instead of feeling excited, I felt sick to my stomach. Like I felt physically sick. And so I got home and I walked in and I told my husband, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. Oh my gosh. 
Did you do it the next day? And well, and he said, "Do it." Yeah. He was like, "By the way, I mean, you're such a hard worker. You don't see this, but you've been miserable for two years." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you get so caught up, you don't even feel it. You don't yeah. even feel it. You yeah. don't even notice. People around you are like, "I wish I could shake you, but you yeah. won't actually hear me." <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, I might true. be a little like stubborn and have some workaholic tendencies, yep. maybe. Um, and so. I went in the next day, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. And as a matter of fact, I am actually done. I had a little boy's birthday party that night, so I stayed long enough to do his birthday party, and then I cleaned out my desk, and I was done. That was Holy October 1st. Cow. It was a Friday. No idea on what you are going to go do. No right? idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, the stuff that I love. Awesome. So That's my style. I done, right done some consulting yeah. on the side, you know, yeah. and had a couple of like kind of sort of clients. So I like went home the next day. I was driving home after that, and the difference twenty four hours made. I felt free instead of oh, yeah. sick. I felt free. Yeah. And then the next day, I freaked out. And then the day after that, which was a Sunday, I let myself be a really sad. <laughs> Like what did I just do? Well, and yeah, then, you you more it's you like more in a relationship almost where you've been there seven years. It was like a yeah. breakup. Yeah, like it hurt. Yeah. yeah, and you had and you got what you were chasing, and then you said no at the end of it. Yes, like, that's crazy. So yeah, and it is like a relationship. Like it was hard, um, but it felt so good. And then Monday, I was like, okay. I could do one of two things right now. I could brush up my resume or I could do this thing that I've kind of always wanted to do, which is be my own boss. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get up and get dressed like I have somewhere to be. Yeah. And I'm going to send out an email to three contacts of mine and I'm going to see if I can get somebody to give me some money for something by the end of the day. And if I can get just one person to pay me for something, I'm going to start a business. And if not, I'm going to start brushing up my resume. Yeah. So money, like, I'm thinking, like, maybe it's because I'm a guy, like, I'm going to go mow lawns, and if someone gives me money to do that, that's what I'm going to do. Did you have any idea on on? I basically what? was like, I'm going to try and get somebody to pay me to do some copywriting or do okay. some consulting or something in my wheelhouse. So I sent out those three emails. And by the end of the day, I had three clients. You sent that out to your contacts or? Just contacts, people I knew. That's awesome. Whoa. What year was that? How long have you been that, in Yeah, that was uh, 2015, October of 2015. So super young still, only seven years, was that seven years That's, ago? Yeah, yeah just, so. over, just over six years. How, We're just over six years old. How long did it take you to go from three clients, one person, to now a team of 22, not including yourself, right? Or 22, yeah, not yeah. including yourself. So um, basically it took me, my first hire was uh, just a part-time social media person. Mm -hmm. um, and that first hire came almost exactly a year into it. Because I didn't know, yeah. like it took me time to even figure out, like I had clients, yeah. but I didn't know what like what my services were, what I was going to do. I just thought well, I was going to like. Was it called L Marketing at that point? Or was it just no. like, I'm just, Lydia's helping here today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was Lydia's helping yeah. here today. Um, yeah. Technically the LLC was named, and that I already had in place was um, L Online Consulting. Nice. Nice. It works. Yeah. It was real broad. Yeah. But I, in my head, I was like, I'm going to maybe like manage five to ten social media accounts until I figure out what I really want to do. Yeah. yeah. 
and here we are. You figured it out. That's what yeah, you really want to do. That's what we're, that's what we're really awesome. doing. So I had somebody to help me about a year later. Um, within about two years, I had five or six different contractors. Um, and it's really actually been during the pandemic that we grew the most because all of a sudden people were like, oh, shoot. We have to have online marketing now. Yeah. We have to have online marketing and we can't get away without it. Yeah. You can't. And it's just going to get more and more and more. It's it, not going no away. No matter what the technology does, it's all that will never go away. It's, so, it's not yeah. a fad. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I'm like your Facebook story where you thought, yes. it was, you thought it was. My mind's reeling with a bunch of different questions, but it, it a lot of it is around like the pandemic because we've all suffered through it and yeah. had ups and downs. Well, probably more downs and trying to figure this out and some some uh, industries have been eliminated and then more are born, but like it's fascinating to hear because you don't hear it all the time that the pandemic is really what like sent you to the next level. Well, and I don't, I had a really scary like six to eight weeks because 50% of our clients were restaurants and and events and making cuts probably. And so basically not even just making cuts, they all shut down overnight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so we were, I literally had to tell all of my restaurant clients, don't pay me. Yeah. Don't pay me. And we're going to still keep working. Things are changing every day. You need your website updated. I'm going to take care of it. That's freaking phenomenal. You need your social media pages updated. You need your Google My Business updated. You just tell me, I will take care of it. You are doing so much. I'm on it. That speaks a lot to who you are as a person because in, in times of stress, it kind of shows your true character too. And I can't see a lot of people being willing to do that for free and kind of seeing the vision of, hey, you know, maybe you did see the vision. This, this, it, people are going to need to market online more, but just doing the right thing in your, your heart on, you know, a lot of people were affected by this and being able to just take, you know, they took a blow. So it's like, I'm going to take the blow along with you. Well, you know, and it was scary. I thought I was going to lose my business. Um, but it was the right thing to do. And it also kept me from wallowing. Yeah. You know how sometimes you get, you feel like you've been kicked in the, in the you, gut yeah. and you don't know what to do. Well, my default was let's just work. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, I was on the other end of that spectrum. I got kicked in the gut and I'm like, we can't, I can't do anything. Like I was on the other end of it. Like, what can I do to adapt? And so probably having someone like you on the team for these restaurants that are like, well, yeah. we can't do anything, but you probably were able to come in and go, oh, no, we can still do a lot, and here's, what, and here's a plan. And then not charging folks, I mean, they were probably looking at you like you're the freaking savior. Yeah. So. Well, and we just worked with everybody really hard that year. I had That's a couple awesome. of restaurants that hired me on as an employee because they had PPP money. Yeah. And yep. they were like, will you actually come work for us as an employee? And the answer yeah. was yes. Um, so how do you pay your, your employees and, and yeah. keep that afloat? Yeah, yeah, we're totally missing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was what a good question. Yeah. Uh, so I invoiced myself. Wow. <laughs> wow. Dang. That takes a lot of guts. So I literally became a client of my own agency for a minute there. Jeez. Do you sleep? <laughs> do you like, sleep? Did, like during that time, did you sleep? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember sleeping a lot. I listened to a whole lot of podcasts yeah, all yeah. night long. Yeah, yeah but but that was all, all of us were not sleeping then. No, so no, right. so that it's, was it feels I, like a blur still. Yeah, yeah. It, it 
it feels like we all went through a train wreck yeah. and we're a little vague on what happened, but we're <laughs> still standing. So. It feels like, you, I don't know if you guys are, you watch the Marvel movies, did you see the last one where they had the five year gap and it's like, they yeah. call it the blip. Like I, it's like the blip. Like we just lost three years. Like they just went away. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, know. I don't remember them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. So it's crazy. And then, you know, eight weeks later, all of a sudden the phone was ringing and restaurants were able to hire us back. As a matter of fact, every single client that we lost temporarily due to the pandemic has come back. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And that speaks to your character as well. It shows that you were doing a good job and killing it because I think most businesses like myself, we all reevaluate this. We're like, what do we need? What don't we need? Let's not, you know. And so... In fact, they, all re- they probably all did it and then said, no, we need Lydia back. We need L Marketing for sure. You know, and some and of them, awesome. it took 12 months or yeah. it took 18 months, but they all came back. That's good. That's wow. awesome. So I'm, I'm looking at your Instagram. What, what's the best place to reach you, like through social media, your website? That's a great question. Um, so we monitor our social media Um, Monday through Friday. So you can reach out via Facebook. You can reach out via Instagram Messenger. Um, You can also, there's a great contact form on the website as well. Or you can email hello at lmarketingandevents.com. Nice. And that will come straight to me. So I have one last question. We're kind of running out of time, but I know when I was studying social media marketing, it changes so much. And now the new thing seems to be TikTok, at least in real estate. And it's weird to me. Oh, it's what, everywhere. What is your opinion on TikTok? And as social media is changing so quickly, how do you keep up with it? Yeah, social media changes every 12 and a half minutes. So <laughs> yeah. it's different from... Is that a uh, statistic? <laughs> I, that I feel it, it feels up? very real. Because oh, yeah. it, feel, it feels <laughs> like it that. It feels yeah. very real. Um, so here is where everybody should be for social media marketing right now. And then I'll talk to TikTok specifically. Okay. If you are not doing video as part of your overall marketing strategy, you are missing the boat big time. And I do not care if it is video on Facebook, you know, Instagram reels and stories, video on Instagram, Instagram TV, YouTube. I don't care where it is, but you need to have video as part of your overall marketing strategy. Now, TikTok specifically... Here's where TikTok is a win, and I'm working on educating myself on TikTok. I just signed up for a course, as a matter of fact, because TikTok is a little bit, it's a great entertainer for me, but it's a little bit alien, the how-to. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so TikTok is phenomenal if you have an audience that you are trying to draw in from a wide place. So, for example, Braden, you've got a physical location here in Salt Lake City. If this was your only location... And you were like, I want to market on TikTok. I'd say it may not be for you because that TikTok is going to go out everywhere. Nationally. Yeah. Nationally. Is, it, is there a chance that all those people nationally are going to like... Come to Utah. Come yeah. to your physical location? There's better things for when you. When they come skiing. But yeah, I, I get what you're there's, saying. Right. Yeah. There's better things yeah. for you. Now, now you are growing and yep. your goal, I know, is to be a national brand. Yep. Would TikTok serve you then? You better believe it. You better believe it. So in real estate, we have a lot of people coming to Utah, relocating here, and they're making purchases. Does TikTok make sense? Maybe if you're going after those buyers that are relocation-type buyers, and it doesn't matter where they're coming from. Yeah. So TikTok is a great strategy. It's still emerging. But my one tip would be reserve a TikTok name now. Yes. Uh, Yeah. 
I even if you don't use it. Yeah, I actually did. I was surprised. I got Utah real estate as my TikTok. Ad. No way. I and, was and that's, like, holy. And that's why, yeah. like, reserve it now while there's still names no, out don't there. Don't tell people yeah. that. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's that's something you need to charge for. Out. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I know. And that will be my standard consulting rate. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Well, I, I feel like there's a million other questions. We probably need to have you on again. Yeah. Um, Anytime, gents. Yeah, yeah it's it's Let's fun. Get a few more guests, and we're like, okay, we need need to bring L back or Lydia back on to talk about how we can help all those previous guests. Because yeah. I feel like that we got we on a TikTok with Roosters as well. Yeah. We were back and forth about TikTok for yeah. a while with them. So. Yeah. Well, Anyways. and and you're one of my more favorite guests because Aww. I feel like it was like captivating yeah. and it, it, yeah. it goes back it. to it the storytelling episode. and like probably your experience in theater. It was just, I hope it comes across like that in the audio, but sitting across the table from you is like captivating yeah. is the best I agree. word that I agree. you can it was come great. up with. So. I, I love talking with people and I love hearing other people's stories and I love having the opportunity and honor to share my own. And I hope that, um, it can be something that will inspire other people to maybe take that leap. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of the podcast is we, yours is extra inspiring because there's so many things that just fell in place, but also you took leaps of faith and just went for it. And I think there's so many people that want things or have dreams and there's fear or the unknown holding them back. So I, that's probably one of the most captivating things about you and your story is how many times you just went for it. Yeah. And you just got to do it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just definitely. do it. Nike it. Yeah. So, well, um, down in the show notes, I'm going to put links where people can get in touch with you. Um, Facebook, Instagram, your website is lmarketingandevents.com. If you need help with marketing, um, want someone to do the work for you because it is so much work. Yeah, it is a ton. Um, Lydia is your person. Yeah. So Perfect. Thank you so much. Place. Yeah, we appreciate you coming. It's always fun to sit down with someone for an hour and, you know, just, just have a real conversation. So we appreciate your and time. Hearing the backstories is our favorite. And I think what yeah. we were talking before the show, it's just someone's going to listen to this and be like, well, I can I can do this then. All right. Because you hear people's life stories behind the scenes of when they, before they open their business. And in my opinion, that's the most inspiring because yeah. I always look at it as such a daunting thing. Yeah. And it is. I'm not saying it's not. But to hear other people's stories of how they got into it is it's killer. Yeah. It, it's, it's great yeah. inspiration. So, so yeah. let us know if you ever need anything, and we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you on. again. Have a great day, both okay. of you. you Thanks, too. you too. All right. Well, perfect. That was so much.